Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Get pumped, Muff. What episode are we on? I don't know. 86, 87? Whatever number range. it is, we are creeping. Creeping slowly to episode... 100 we are creeping slowly episode 100 but we have not only crept up to but we have surpassed 2,000 all-time downloads on all of the platforms that's a big milestone for us it's a huge deal that means people have put in the effort to listen to us they actually find us choose to hit the download button and then listen to some degree i'm i'm excited thank you to those who've done that thank you very much loyal listener club we appreciate you or your mom's hitting the button 2,000 times. Either way, thank you for the effort. That's what it is. Uh, we had a pretty interesting weekend in college football. We had some yeah. upsets, some overtime thrillers. I uh, got a good bit to chat about and how this mixes up the uh, at least the top 10. Um, I know there's a team not in the top 25 this week that you're very happy about. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, Dabo. <laughs> Uh, uh, Bryson DeChambeau completed in the uh, long drive championships over this past week. How do you do? We know saving it. Uh, teaser it comes the fast five after we get through the football and everything. All right, uh, another fast five teaser. Ben Simmons is in a bit of a pickle, or are the 76ers the ones that are need to be held to the fire? TBD eight million dollars in the air. Let's see what's going on there. Uh, the NFL standings are starting to take some shape yeah they are muff four weeks in yeah they um, are there's a lot of football still left to be played some are at the top of their division and some are at the bottom muff some are not at the top got it mm-hmm. um speaking of teams not at the top the pirates will lose 100 games this season and that means you gotta shave your head well good news is my head's already shaved hey but not in a mohawk yeah I don't know, Jim. Could, did you go back and find the episode where this was stated? Because nobody could tell me what the bet was. I will go back, but I'm sure I owe you like 40 bucks for all the bets that we've made, but you are <laughs> I'll pay you just so I can see the Mohawk. Uh, TBD, TBD. So um, we're going to have some and uh, some special, some guests. I don't know if special at this point, reoccurring guests. Um, he's special so, in our hearts. They're special, special in our hearts. What whatever Aaron's the guru of, I forget. Go ahead, Aaron. What are you? Come on in. I'm the guru or nothing. It's on my Twitter profile. But that's what we are. Random. No, I'm the <laughs> random guru. That's okay. it. I'm the random guru. You're the random guru. <laughs> okay, rando. All right, the rando guru. I'm the guru of random things. Yeah. The uh, the beanbag bop made its way to L.A. over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, we're going to see Sam send us a video doing the beanbag bop. We'll see how we can tie that in. Um, Nate and Sam may not be here for the start of NFL talk this week. They'll be here for their segment, though. All right. Speaking of segments, let's get into the first one with Jim tasting a shitty beer. Can we just say that it's not a beer first off? That's true. 
This is Jim. You can set this up. This was a, a loyal listener recommendation. Yeah. So this is uh, a recommendation from loyal listener Hillary. Uh, this is, I guess, not a beer. Uh, it depends on it. Some people would call it a beer. I don't. I don't know. But this is King Cobra. Premium malt liquor, uh, smooth taste, 25 ounces. The, I Go ahead. The can doesn't call it a beer. No, I cannot find anywhere where it says beer. Beer. But to be, but to be okay. fair, like, this can doesn't say a lot. Like, this can is just a, a picture of a cobra, the name, and that's it. Like, I'm pretty sure this could just be... Uh, starter fluid or antifreeze in a can straight from the 80s it's from the cobra kai dojo sweep the right. leg jim sweep the leg yeah, sweep i was gonna say stomach. is this promotional stuff for cobra kai maybe so here we go all right Silently up. watching you bottoms up oh that face looks good that's the face yeah. of a, that's a face of a winning oh he's beer. going in for a second sip i don't know if that's good or bad and <laughs> And you, silent. This is, this is great radio. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say <laughs> three and a half brats. It's got a weird aftertaste. Really weird aftertaste. That's what malt, you said. Malt liquors typically do. It is not good. It is not good. Three and a half brats. So you take this is this is after you've had uh eight to ten beers. And yeah. you're you're out and about, and this is the only thing left in the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, or, that's or in good. the cooler. Yeah, like if you need to keep the buzz going, grab this. But if there's anything else, grab something else. So you're not stopping at the liquor store and picking this up to bring to a party. No, you're drinking this at like two a.m. at a party when you've run out of your beer. Yeah, like if you got a dollar in the ashtray and you need to forget something, right? Take your dollar okay. and grab this. If you find yourself homeless, standing on the corner, begging yeah. for money, and you need to get the best bang for your buck. Oh, yeah. Grab this. Well, wait, okay. wait, wait. I don't know if this is the best bang for your buck. It's $1, Muff. It's malt liquor. It, it's it not was $1? Beer. Yeah. Oh. Well, never mind. Yeah. This is like this is like old school McDonald's dollar menu stuff. Yeah. This is, a, this is the way to go. So this is like high school kid alcoholic. Beer. Yes. Malt liquor. Got yeah okay. this is this is the way to do it yeah so i give yeah. this three and a half brats and uh can't wait for our kids to hear this absolutely all right so let's get into the nfl it's that time nfl week four we have we have a special guest now nate and sam welcome i'm back I know. How was LA? It was wonderful. Was it I because love... was it because Nate wasn't there? No, I actually did miss him. You hear that, Nate? It's recorded too, so there you have it for posterity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He missed you. He ate Kroger uh, sushi. Yeah, I heard. Whoa. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna get into it, and then we'll get into the uh, beanbag bot portion. Uh, Muff, kick us off, buddy. On Thursday night, Trevor Lawrence goes into Cincinnati and says, I don't lose to teams from Ohio, but 
then the second half happened, and the Bengals win on a game-winning field goal as time expires. From my brethren, Evan McPherson, Bengals win 24-21. And then Urban goes into Ohio and gets down. Yeah, not even the worst thing that happened to Urban that week, saying it was heartbreaking and disappointing loss. And then the Sharks are swimming. Was he talking about the game or his, his marriage? Woof. Did you see his wife's tweet? No. No, no I've been looking so, for it. Oh, it's good. So, like, there's pictures of him out at the at the bar. That It's his bar, I guess. The bar, yes. like a steakhouse yep. he owns. Yep. And, like, like, girls are tweeting, like, who is this guy? He keeps flirting with me. And his wife, there's a picture of her, like, giving the kids a bath. And it's like, uh, she put, like, I'm glad he's out having fun while I'm babysitting. Oof. Yeah. Um, moving along, the goddamn Jets come out with their first win. A shocking one in overtime over the Titans as Ryan, Ryan Bullock, uh, whatever, Bullock, the kicker from the Titans, can't make the game tying field goal as time expires in the extra period. Jets win 27-24. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I, I feel good for Scott. Scott, if you're listening, I'm happy for you. Uh, I feel horrible for Mike Vrabel. How do you let this happen? Some it was doubtful they were going to go 0 17, so somebody had to do it. But the Titans, come on. Some of us unfortunately picked up the uh, Titans defense. Did you do that? I almost did. I did. Uh, it was the Chiefs or them, and I went with them, and uh, was not good. Mm. It's not good. Speaking of winless teams, but not the team that we thought might happen here, Justin Fields continues his QB1 in Chicago and takes on MCDC, Motor City, Dan Campbell, and the Detroit Lions. Something had to give, and it was the Detroit defense, especially in the first half, giving up 21 points, and Justin Fields did what was needed to pick up his first win. Oh, quit 24 to 14. What? How about Justin Fields won the game? He didn't win the game. David Montgomery won the game. Let's be oh. honest here. How do you get the ball? Was it a direct snap? How do you get the ball, Muff? If you would like to tout Justin Fields as the reason Chicago won this game, you can do that, but you're wrong. How did he get the ball? Let me the help center. you, Jim. The center? Let me help you. We can, help we can you. say the center's responsible then? Did Justin Fields lose this game? No. He didn't lose the game. Okay, there we go. What's up, Jim? Not drinking any more Cobra? No. <coughs> no, but we can all hear you eating your sandwich. That's the You'll one. You'll be all right. You deserve it. Oh. Thank you, Sam. You're welcome. I'm all about food. Thank you. <laughs> Moving along, Carson Wentz goes into his game against the Dolphins with only one sprained ankle this week. And Quentin Nelson, Mr. Pancake, goes to the IR. But two is also out. These are two teams hit by the injury bug, and only one can survive. And that team is the Colts, picking up their first win of the season, 27-17. to Who is the quarterback for the Dolphins? Who was the quarterback today for the Dolphins? Yes. It wasn't Fitzmagic. Well, no. Jim, who no longer is a member of the Dolphins. Right, so, like, who's left? 
Are you trying to fill radio while somebody looks this up? Are you just going to sit there? And, was it, was it Fitz, Fitzpatrick? It was Jacoby Brissett, was who was the former quarterback for the Colts. Interesting. I just wanted to know. Let's move on to a winning team. It's not the Colts. Uh, Browns versus Vikings. The Vikings jump out to an early lead thanks to an eight-minute opening touchdown drive, but can't do anything after that as Dalvin Cook can't get going after returning this week from an injury. Browns were paced by their ground game, as usual, with Nick Chubb going over 100, Kareem Hunt adding 69 yards. Browns win 17-7. to You know who didn't get a lot of uh, action? Odell. 45 two, yards is all he got. He had like two catches for 30 yards, but to be fair, Baker Mayfield only had about 150 yards passing total. I just think the Odell thing is he's not long for the Browns. Like, he's not going to see any action. I don't think Baker likes throwing the ball to him. It's a thing. I, that is a legitimate thing, and we we need to cover that more because I think it's funny. Why do you think it's funny, Jim? Because, like, he's supposed to be the man, and this has been proven that he's just not. He's coming off an ACL oh, tear. My. Okay, Muff. All right. But Nate's got something to say. Let's let Nate talk. Hey, you don't think he's on any sort of pitch count coming off that ACL? No. Okay. How many snaps did Odell play this game, Jim? I don't know, but I don't think he's on a pitch count. I don't... You, you can't come here and say that there's not a problem. It's like asking me who the quarterback of the Dolphins was when you don't even know. All right, that's fair. Hey, the Browns got a better record than the Steelers. That's all that matters. Fair, fair. For now, they do. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Why all this hate for the Browns? Like, you're... you're I have a lot of hate for Odell. I have a lot of hate for Hey, but, I mean, he, he's coming off an ACL tear, so... Yeah, all right. You're right. It's going to take him a little bit of time. You're right. They won. Steelers didn't. You're right. Next, we've got the Mrs. Snyders taking on the Falcons. Matching a team coming off a win against a team struggling on defense. Washington really didn't improve their defensive prowess in this game, but did enough to hold off the Falcons in win 34-30. Taylor Heineke throws three touchdown passes, two to scary Terry McLaurin, while Matt Ryan tosses four touchdowns in the losing effort. This game this... was as ex- good. No, no, no. I think you're summoning up real good. Yep. Go ahead. Yep. I-, I was just gonna say this game was as as exciting as the game they announced for the London game. It's the Jets versus the Falcons. I was like, oh, an NFL game I don't want to watch. And that takes us to the Texans and the Bills. The Bills favored by a million in this one. So no, really, really thought this was gonna be a game in jeopardy. Texans also again trotting out rookie quarterback Davis Mills, and it ends as we would expect. The Bills dominate forty to nothing. It's the second shutout the, the Bills defense has had this season. Uh, who in our league has the Bills defense? Because they uh, good for them. Frankie buckets. Alex. Alex, well done, Alex. Well, well done. done. Next, in the tale of two New York teams getting their first wins this week, Jimmy wins ton, does not win this game, and couldn't get it done, and the Giants take one away from the Saints, 27-21, behind an overtime score by Saquon Barkley from Daniel Jones. New York teams seeing two wins this week. So who won that game? Like, who won it for them? 
Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley in overtime, touchdown, win. So, okay. All right. Just wondering. So the two of them won that game in overtime. Yes. Okay. Jets, Giants, overtime. New York wins. Any other questions, Jim? Was it a pass you... to Saquon or was it he handed him the I, ball? I believe it was a pass. Okay. I don't know how many snaps Saquon was in there, Jim. Just so we know. Just, he's coming he's coming off any injuries as well. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if we need to talk about this. No, I'm just wondering. I'm just trying to get how you how you play this out. That's I don't know how fast Daniel Jones ran this week, if that's also something you're curious about. Okay, fair enough. Go ahead. Uh, Jalen Hurts' seat may be lukewarm, but even a good performance can't bring him past the Chiefs. Chiefs win 42-30, to 30, behind five touchdowns from Patrick Mahomes, 100-plus rushing yards from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and, oh, yeah, three receiving touchdowns, 106, 86 yards receiving from Tyreek Hill. Yikes. It was a good day. It was a good day. I um gotta say that the Chiefs defense may be the Achilles heel this year for them. Yeah, I agree. Isn't it always? Usually they're at least semi-opportunistic and they're not in as high-scoring games. This year it seems like their defense is not getting the stops where they need to and they're allowing teams to stick around a little bit more. Yeah, I think it was last year. They really didn't cover like any game, or it seems like they never covered. Yeah. Oh, it was true. They they won, but they were always favored by like ten plus in most cases, though. They spent all their money on their off new offensive line, so they didn't have any money to spend on their defense. So a lot of their defensive players left, and they were left with kind of like, I mean, I don't want to say scraping the bottom of the barrel, but they just didn't have any money left to buy to get any defensive players. <laughs> Chargers beat them. That means Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl. Just ask the Spanos family. <laughs> Next, we have the Panthers taking on the Cowboys. We have a uh, an apology apology tour happening. Go ahead, Will. I, I mean, are you going to cover the game first? No, I want to hear your apology. I kind of want to hear the apology first. I mean, I owe them an apology. You know, I came on here. People, people on sports shows at the beginning of the season sit there and they make they make predictions. They say how bad teams are going to go. And then they never come back out and say, like, you know what? I was wrong. You guys are guilty just as much as anybody else. Oh, I absolutely to those people. So, never, like, I came never, on here yeah, and I'm said, I, right, you're perfect. Um, but I, I came on here and said they were going to do horrible. And they actually, like, they don't look great, but they're winning close games. Like, Hold they almost blew a lead this week. Breaking news, Dak just got hit by lightning. Well done, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> they almost blew a lead this week, but they, like, held out. They got some first downs, and they, they ran the ball to finish the game. And they've won close games this year that other teams, you know, that teams don't usually win do. And I just think that it, it, as a person who's on a podcast, I owe them an apology. Hopefully they continue to win. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. They do have a 3-1 record. They're on top of their division, which is ideally was the worst division last year. But I just think that their team is starting to show signs of like they're not as bad as what I saw on hard knocks in the preseason. Because in the preseason, they looked horrible. Um, and in the regular season, they're they're showing signs of their defensive play is great. Uh, Diggs is really good. He's got five interceptions in four games. So 
I owe them an apology as a fan, as a commentator on sports. I, I apologize, Dallas. Uh, you owe me something else. <clears throat> I also believe... <laughs> I also believe that they're still failing at mojo yeah. moments. Okay. Is that what you wrote, Jim? I don't yes. know. Thank you. Okay. I just to harken back to to Hard Knocks when they were practicing mojo moments. If he's going to hop on the show and talk about the Cowboys, we're going to talk about mojo moments for the rest of the You're year. Right. You're right. <laughs> I promise myself, every time I talk about the Cowboys on the show, I will say mojo moment. Cowboys win 36-28 over the Panthers. I think, hold on, I think my only issue is the Panthers, I thought the Panthers defense could hold out and show a better showing against Dak. I'm going to take back. I think the Panthers defense is not as good as I hyped them up last week. Well, Jim, I'm going to quiz you. Do you know who the Panthers played in the first three games of the season? Uh, apparently no one. A bunch of nobodies. Yeah. Teams so, that I think I, have like one one record, one win combined kind of yeah. teams. But I mean, Tampa Bay, Dallas hung in there with Tampa Bay that first game. That's true. And and I mean, I just think that the way they showed in the preseason being 0-4, I know it's a preseason, but they did not show a team that was capable of rattling off three wins in a row. I, I just didn't think they were capable of doing yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Well, they also have, you know, a player on their team coming back from a traumatic leg injury, so. Yeah, I mean, he's he's looking pretty – there was a couple passes. He threw a pass today to Amari Cooper that the announcer said it, and I couldn't agree more. He couldn't have walked over there and handed the ball better to him. And it was like a 30-yard pass in the corner of the end zone that Amari Cooper caught, landed in bounds, and then was out of bounds. And it was perfect. It was a perfect throw. Any other banter on the Cowboys from the people that are here to talk about the Cowboys? It was awesome silence. So. No, the Cowboys don't have to compete with anybody. It's just like Kansas City can. That's all I got. I all agree Jim. with you. All right, Jim, take away the next two. These are your games. How are they my games? Anyway. Because somebody put the I was just helping her brother out. <laughs> anyway, uh, C- Seattle and the. 49ers Seahawks scored most of the points in the first half and the least in the second half hung on to the win. Uh, Jimmy G was hurt. Trey Lance takes over. He went nine of 18 for 157 yards, two touchdowns and a rushing two point conversion. Uh, the kicker, Robbie gold injured during warmups scoring me zero points in the fantasy league. Uh, thank you. Uh, Robbie from the 49ers. What does this mean? How do we feel about Russell? How do we feel about Jimmy G? How do we feel about Trey Lance? All that does for the 49ers, it just opens the door for Trey Lance. Jimmy's not doing himself any favor. Is that what we think? Do we think it's time that Trey's going to take over? (laughs) If Jimmy can't stay healthy. I think it was Darius Butler listening on Pat McAfee a few weeks ago. Can't make the club in the tub, so gotta stay out of that cold tub. Gotta stay off the IR. Muff, what's uh, what's Jimmy's injury? I don't know. I have okay. no idea. I just know he got hurt. 
right. So I think Jimmy G is still the quarterback as mm-hmm. long as he stays healthy. When I say as long as he's healthy for this season, he's going to be the quarterback. I don't think Trey Lance is going to do anything to take that job from him. Uh, I think Trey Lance needs one year to kind of sit around and watch watch football happen at this pace, at this level, before he's ready to go. For the Twitter right. one, says Jimmy G had a calf injury. Oh, that's no good. That's no good. All right, so then we have the Cardinals versus the Rams. Uh... Kyler Murray passes for 268 yards and two touchdowns. The cards lit up LA with 465 yards of total offense, scoring off of two takeaways. Is Kyler Murray Kyler Murray finally legit, or is LA back to being hot and cold? I think you gotta give credit to where credit's due to Murray. Yeah, I think so too. Muff. Yeah, Kyler's make <clears throat> putting him in the. At this point, he's a top 10 quarterback. And then if he continues down this pace, he may be a top five quarterback this year in the league, depending on how things go. So you don't see him as like the wave of the future. You're a Cardinals better, like crazy. But you don't see him as the wave of the future. If I'm saying he's a top 10 quarterback in the league right now and maybe a top five by the time the season's over, I think that's me saying, yes, he is the future. Well, the way you said it was you were this year, as if not like going forward. That's why I ask. I'm sorry. He's, he's got. Oh, he's that. he's got to put together two or three seasons worth before he can be anointed into anything. Got it. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. yeah, and LA is not hot and cold. LA's LA. They just ran into a Cardinals team that is good. Oh, get okay. I hate when you do that shit. What? Last year, last year they were hot and cold, and you know it. Because they had Jared Goff at quarterback who was hot and cold. Have we not watched his performances for the Detroit Lions? And then last week, they took a buzzsaw to Tom Brady's team. Sorry, Nate. They took a buzzsaw to a depleted secondary as an offensive juggernaut on off on the passing game. They finally ran up against somebody who could compete with them that day. And then today, they got the buzzsaw ran back at them. It's the NFL, baby. I don't know what you want. Okay. You, you, right. Your mindset is so college, I hate it whenever we have these conversations. <laughs> That's why I'm going to back away. Let's talk about the real fun. The Stillers, who got spanked. Yinzers everywhere are calling and have been calling for Aaron Rodgers to be courted to Steel City after the season to replace Big Ben. But wait, it's not its not just a Ben issue, you say? That was what you said last week. Oh, I know. I'm i am saying this is what the Yinzers are saying. You're not a Yinzer. I am Yeah, I mean, Yinzer. like, here's... I, look, I'm going to jump on this Yinzer bashing bandwagon because I've hated him for years. Here's what I don't understand. Steeler fans will sit there and complain about Steeler fans. But you're also a Steeler fan. So, like, you're part of the problem. You guys complain. Like, I'll go back to Neil O'Donnell. You guys have complained about quarterbacks all the time. The second your quarterback is not the best quarterback in the NFL, get rid of him. Get him out of here. Same way with coaches. You guys have only had three coaches in your your franchise history. You are one of the most storied franchises in the NFL legacy and every time you guys lose a couple games you hear it you see it on the internet you hear it on talk shows you hear it everywhere get rid of him he's a horrible coach get him gone we can't play with him he doesn't know what he's doing and like everyone forgets like multiple Super Bowls he's taken you guys to multiple AFC championship games he's having a bad season 
maybe his team isn't as great as all the teams before. It doesn't mean the guy forgot how to coach. It doesn't mean, like, Ben Roethlisberger is older than dirt. He should be gone. Wait. I agree with all that. But, like, Who, every what, time at any, the Steelers... At any, I'm just curious. At what point did I say that Mike Tomlin needs to go? What so, about the injuries, though? Oh. I, I, no, Which I'm I was just lumped into. All, I'm lumping you all in there. You guys cannot <laughs> pick and choose what you are going to be a collective group on. I because say, this collective group of Yinzers do it all the time. Because every time you corner a Yinzer by themselves, you go well, like, well, it wasn't me. It's all the other Yinzers. I will say Step that. <laughs> I will say Yinzers are the, are the Ohio State of the East. But you hate Ohio State. I don't understand. You're the same fan base. Steeler fans are just the worst. Period. End of story. Put the period there. Steeler fans are the worst. Well, do you like Ohio State? Do you like Ohio State fans? I like Ohio State and I don't like Ohio State fans, but I would watch a game with Ohio State fans over Steeler fans any day. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't because you've never been. That's like a lie. You've never (laughs) been. That's a bold-faced lie. You've never been to the horseshoe. It's the same people. Uh, They're... It's gross. It's gross. Like, it's just, it's gross. I have do you have any other adjectives little, to add in there? Have, have a little backbone. Like, have a little, like, honor in your team and understand what a rebuilding year is. or the rebuilding Have a mojo process. moment, damn it. No, just, I look, once again, I thought the Cowboys were going to be crap this year. They're playing well. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to come on here and be like, he should be fired if we don't win the Super Bowl. Get rid of Dak. Elliot sucks. Get rid of him. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, Elliot looks a little old. He could be medicated. That was my opinion of Elliot. But I'm not saying, like, he's never been a good running back. And, like, you have people who make their living who just, like, rail on this team because they've had bad, they're having a bad season. I agree with that. It just—it's disgusting. I'm done from gross. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Is there anything else we want to talk about, Pittsburgh people? Just so I can get things Manny on record. Manny sucks. What did you say? Permani sucks. Okay. Anything else, Nate? No. Sam, anything you want to say? <laughs> I agree with the Permani's thing. Boom. I don't think that your French fries and your coleslaw should be on your sandwich. It's too big to shove in your mouth. Boom. <laughs> I mean, I did pass up for Manny Brothers once to meet uh, Lois Lane, so. There we go. There we go. Does anybody have any cheesehead comments, or are we just going to move on from this and not even talk about the game? Well, you got to I don't understand what the cheese, like, I understand they make cheese in Wisconsin, but why do they wear it on their head? Like, I don't get it. Do you have anything positive to say right now? That's all I really want to get at because it sounds like you're, everybody can get it right now. And I'm okay with that, but I just want to go on a ra- If we're going to go there, we're going to go there. I, I would like somebody from Wisconsin to explain to me what the cheese head is. All right, we're tweeting it. Somebody, think, exp- t- Wisconsin listeners. Well, like, I, think you I get they have cheese, but like, couldn't they wear cheese gloves? Yeah, why aren't they the cheese hands? It could. It, it just as easily, right? Yeah, why, why cheese head? Cheese feet. Fair. Sure, all of this is achievable by the internet. Next, we have the Ravens taking on the Broncos. The Broncos finally run into a team that's not garbage, uh, but that team is also riddled with injuries, and it's the Ravens that come out on top of this one, winning 23-7. to 
Teddy Bridgewater leaves the game with a concussion, and Drew Locke shows us once again why he is not the answer for the Broncos now and into the future. I don't understand. I thought he was done. I don't. I didn't realize he was still playing. Still on the team. I think he's under contract. He's still on a rookie contract, I think. Elway, come on, buddy. Let's let's get some backup for our guy Teddy here. Ugh. Doing his thing. Good grief. Up to scout some quarterbacks. I think sometimes he doesn't like he purposely likes to leave them depleted so they remember him. That's just my thing. You think they're gonna try to bring him out of retirement? No, just to like remember how great I was. That's why. Do you think he didn't want to bring in Peyton a couple of years ago? Well, I think he did, just so he could be like that's what you could have if you had, you know, me or Peyton. Now I'm gonna now you gotta honor us because we're great. Got it. And in Sunday night's matchup. Is anybody gonna sing it? Is anybody wanna sing no, it? No, this is you. This was you. This was your moment. I just want to know if anybody wants to sing it. No, come on. No. Deliver it. Hello from the other side. Thank you, Muff. <laughs> Touching tribute by Adele. Well, Thank used, you. used by Adele. <laughs> For Tom Brady returning to Foxborough Stadium. Nate, how are we feeling about this? How's things going today? Well, they actually just showed coming out of the commercial break that, and I saw they said they were going to honor it, but they weren't going to stop the game for it. Tom just passed Breeze for the most passing yards all time. And they did put a little thing up on the Jumbotron forum. Good. He had a, a visit with Kraft today. Saw a little, get a little, you know, meat. That was cool. What's the score? Nothing. No nothing. Score. Oh, I need this. <laughs> I need this for the betting show. If they win, if Brady, if the Bucks win, that Brady's like one of four quarterbacks to beat every NFL team in his existence. That's correct. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't even like Tom Brady, but I respect it. Like, I don't like him as a person. There's a lot of things I disagree with him on. But, like, I mean, you got to give the devil his due, right? Like, yeah. he's got to be the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah. And I we all so. are getting to watch it happen yeah absolutely i agree i agree nate what how do you feel about this game what's the score gonna be i think it's gonna be low scoring it looks like it's raining up there in foxborough but it all depends on how tampa secondary can hold up the same song and dance every week they got two starters out at corner they've signed richard sherman this week uh outside linebacker jpp's out is Sherman on the roster yet? Is he rostered? He's he just he's playing tonight. Okay, that's why I didn't know if he was playing tonight. There's that answer. Yeah, because Murphy Bunning got hurt opener against Dallas. Mm -hmm. Him on IR for at least three weeks, and then another corner was out this week. Yeah. I, I don't want to start a big debate, but I would like to hear you guys talk about this one day. Why is it that we forgive Tom Brady and the Flake Gate, but not Barry Bonds? Did Tom Brady I'll take the did, did, did Tom Brady take something? Did, no, I mean, did Tom Brady did cheating, Tom Brady right? touch, did Tom Brady touch those balls? I, I, yeah, I don't know that he actually deflated those balls. Okay, so he's associated with cheating I, on yeah. multiple levels. Says who? That Spygate. Uh, he didn't. He, 
It says who? Where's the evidence that he did this stuff? Okay, you're right. I mean, I'm just asking you. I'm just making a comparison. Tom <laughs> Brady, we're all okay with him being the GOAT. But there are some dark clouds that hover around him. And we all kind of go like, ah, oh, forget those dark clouds. Yeah, but there's some dark clouds around the organization that he's with. Yeah. Not now. He's oh, with no, a no, clean no. organization, Tampa Bay now. Right? That's what I mean. Like, Bel- Belichick is more the, the okay, but evil emperor. Like, is, why, are we, why are we Bond, like Darth Vader at the end? But with Barry Bonds, he took he took a banned substance. And we're all like, yeah, nope, nope, nope. Never. He can never off, be. That's baseball. First off. He can never be included. On this show, we have not said that. Second I, off. Not you guys. Okay. Second off, Darth Vader... At the end, we go, oh, good job, Darth. Like, you threw the evil emperor. When Tom went to Tampa Bay, he got rid of the evil emperor. Okay. And so we kind of like... I also noticed Pete Rose is on the MLB network. Do you guys know that? Well, Pete Rose is... Pete Rose is a whole different topic. You're mixing a lot of apples and oranges. They're all fruit. I was just... Just that... Where's Lance Armstrong? Where's Lance Armstrong in your pool? Um, what did I hear him on? He was on Malcolm Gladwell's podcast the other day talking about cycling. All right, and so, how cyclists don't like to share the road with uh, cars. Or the metal either, but whatever. I just find it odd that like Tom Brady has somehow managed to like get clear of all that. Well, sounds like we got a segment after football season. There you go. Good luck in talking about it. All right. And in Monday night's game, the Raiders taking on the Chargers. Two teams hoping to continue to stay on track and set the tone for the rest of their season. What are we thinking? I, I, do what? That I think Justin Herbert's going to ball out tomorrow. Well, I'll let you go next. I want this to be a good game, and I want the Raiders to be competitive, but I, I agree. I think the Chargers are going to take this one. I think it's going to be real close. <clears throat> and I think the Chargers win by, like, three. Did you all pick the Chargers? Yeah. I picked the Raiders to continue to be undefeated. And if anybody who's listening to the show, if you didn't see that coming, <laughs> come on. And that wraps up NFL Week 4. It is time for the Beanbag Bop. I'm excited. Bop, bop. Let's do it. Beanbags high. Every time you say that, I'm like, if if your beanbag is high, and I'm like, why is my beanbag high? Okay, so uh, we have some things, not much this week. Um, I actually was able to witness a high school football game on Friday and an epically, epically bad call, which I'm hoping Nate will be able to catch some photo of later this week um, because it was within the area where Nate can usually see some of these replays. Um, The team's playing of no real meaning here, um, but I was at a game. And it was, I don't even remember the down distance, but the team that was driving the ball was at about the 30, threw a pass to about the 15-yard line, um, going in for a score. A pass interference happened, defense pass interference. And as 
that was happening, the ball was popped up in the air. Flag was thrown. Everyone saw the flag and got all super excited. The plate was blown dead. The whistles were blowing, except the ball was still in the air, and the offensive team took the ball out of the air, ran for a touchdown, but there was all of this insanity because the whistles were blowing, so everyone thought the play was done. So that's how that one happened. Nate, and this wasn't like a shoestring tackle. This was or a shoestring catch. This was like in the air. Nate, how does that, I guess, I, I saw what happened in the game. They didn't really explain it. They just put the ball down somewhere and just assumed everybody was going to see what was going on. How does that work if a play is blown dead in the middle of the play, and in this case, a potential scoring play? So what you have there is, by definition, an inadvertent whistle. So mm-hmm. someone has a whistle in their mouth and got a little whistle happier for whatever reason. And we've had it even in the peewee game I had today and a couple of JV games. So in that situation, just looking at the rule book here on my phone, just to familiarize myself with it, because it shouldn't happen as often as it does. But anyway, it says the team in possession, so team A is what we call them, so the offensive team, may choose to either accept the results of the play at the dead ball spot, meaning when the whistle was blown, or they can replay the down. If during the down, in which there was a penalty or a foul with decline. So basically, you have two options. You either take the result of the play at the end of the, where they blew the whistle, or you replay that down. Okay. In this case, it, since nobody was possessing the ball, is it where the pass interference occurred, I'm guessing? In high school, different as far as the yardage. It's not spot of foul, blah, blah, blah. So it's just probably at the spot where the ball was whenever it was blown dead. Yes. I mean, that's, a, that's where it was placed is where it happened. Yeah. Result of the play would be therefore an incomplete pass, but you had pass interference. Mm-hmm. So you would play, which would just be a 15 yard pass interference. Okay. Which is what it was. And I wasn't sure if there was something else in that where it was, it would go to the spot of the foul. It just so happened that the spot of the foul was about that 15 yards. So I didn't see any difference. Yeah. In high school, there is no spot of the foul penalties. It's either yeah. five, 15, half the distance. Mm-hmm. I mean, enforcement you can have from the spot of the foul, but you're not going to ever put the ball at the spot of the foul. Yeah. And just for the – it didn't matter. The team would actually score, I think, on the next play. So it didn't have any bearing on the game. Um, But it was – when it was happening, it was – you just heard everybody in the stands going, wait, why is the play blown dead? They just cut the ball out of the air and scored. Referee was blowing his whistle, and it looked like the quarterback was going to be tackled from behind, and he broke that tackle like as soon as he blew the whistle. I was like, why are you blowing your whistle? It's like, it happens. I had it last week in a uh, middle school game. The official on the far sideline thought he had the runner down and hear the ball pop loose, and it was a fumble. And, of course, everybody's yelling at him for the next couple of plays, but yeah. it just Yeah, stuff happens. Again, this was probably one of the most, like, it again, it was pretty – pretty blatant you know that the ball was in the air which was the odd part I think what happened was because my mind was focused or my eyes were focused too is once the PI was called pass interference was called everyone just assumed that nothing else was going to happen and then the ball just stayed in the air so I mean I get it it was just pretty pretty bad bad timing yeah like that luckily it had nothing to do with the outcome of the game or whatever it was like player to they scored anyway yeah um, a couple other topics. Uh, one I wanted to get into, and this is just uh, for discussion, uh, taunting in the NFL. So we all know that the NFL has 
put a point of emphasis on taunting as far as person to person taunting, um, getting up and getting in somebody's face or celebrating right at somebody as opposed to just celebrating as a team. Over the weekend, I watched a couple college football games and I watched college players do this the entire time after a first down getting up and talking to somebody's face. After a pass breakup, the defensive player getting up and talking to somebody's face. I saw them celebrating pretty much right at other players. And if, in my mind, if the college refs can handle this relatively well, where there's not any big issues, how can't, why can't the NFL figure this out and just allow certain amounts of talking amongst players in between plays? I don't know. I guess they just think that these grown men are going to let it escalate. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. We all know that that's a stupid rule. We also have seen the Golden Tate saga in the Giants game last year. It does get out of hand. So, I I think there's a big difference there, Muff, in that these are grown men mm-hmm. who don't behave, whereas I think the college guys have a little bit more reins on them. And, you know. I think there's a, a slight difference there. Again, I just saw it happen all weekend. People have been show, in each other's faces, and I was like, "How how come they can figure this out in the NFL camp?" But I've also seen I've, I've seen taunting calls. We're in week four or five in college, and I've seen Ohio State games where taunting has been called. So, I think it depends on the situation. That's fair. That's fair. And real good. I have to say the opposite end of the spectrum there. They can do all this just right, but then they have that dumbass targeting rule. Oh, <laughs> good God. Speaking of targeting, next topic, targeting in college. Uh, I actually, since I got a chance to watch a little bit more football this weekend, college football, I heard more discussion in the telecasts and how targeting calls this week seems to be less and less. I actually saw a couple of plays that I would have expected a flag to come out mm-hmm. or it to be reviewed, and it didn't. Um, and I saw a couple others that were overturned and players weren't disqualified for the game. Yep. Jim, I, I, I just query this to the group. Has uh, Kevin been listening and reported back to the NCAA headquarters on our episodes? Possibly, but I'll tell you who may have been listening. James Laurinaitis. Yeah. And I tell you why. he was, And I don't know if they switched him over. It was the Ohio State game. I couldn't tell you what game it was. He was on the Ohio State telecast, so maybe that was it. He said it's hard to tell what the player's intention was when that happened. And it was a targeting call. So even he wants it ruled based on the intention. So I'm not some nut job out here. Wait, wait, wait. What did he say? I need to hear the words again. It's hard to tell. This is a quote. I'll quote him. Yeah. It's hard to tell what the player's intention was when he was making that hit. But Jim, we all know that that's not part of the discussion. I don't care if he wants. Just because, just because he said it's tough to tell, doesn't mean that that's the rule. The argument he was making was, I don't believe that this targeting rule is fair because because you can't tell the player's intention. Nate, I would like you to talk to Jim again about intent in the rules of football. I know the rule. <laughs> well, it's anyway, just, it's the same ahead. thing I wife whenever she doesn't read the text, I say, please reread and try again. I understand. I'm Sam. a terrible reader, so. Uh, 
Okay. But in the Oregon game, there was a targeting call where he clearly led with his shoulder. It was the Thibodeau guy from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Got disqualified towards the end of the game. We'll have to miss the whole first half of the next game. Yeah. I think we talk about targeting every every week. I think you, the, where, where did his shoulder hit, though? Because remember, Jim, it doesn't matter. You don't have to leave with your helmet to get targeted. It's the whole changing of levels thing. Because the player running was going to the ground. Yeah. And Thibodeau was coming at him to knock the ball loose. And it hit his head. If the guy wasn't dropping, he would have hit that ball and knocked it loose. When he came at him, the intention was that, again, the intention was to hit the ball. Right. Let's say you can't judge intention. I will secede that point and okay. Or concede that point, I'm sorry. We have to stop ejecting players for this. That's where we got to come to. Like Enough of this. It's ridiculous. You're affecting the outcomes of the next game for something that really at this point is not... It's not worth all that. Well, and that had an epi- that had an outcome on that game itself. Yeah, a huge, huge. I mean, was I don't know what down that was where that happened. Was it a third or fourth down? Uh, it, I'm not gonna say it had impact. It might have been third or fourth down. I'm not gonna say that had an impact because that was in regulation, and Stanford was still gonna score regardless. But okay. I think it may have affected the overtime play, and right. it may have and it's possibly going to affect next week i think that's dumb i i the the thing is that i can't get my head around is i feel like there are instances where targeting is worthy of a disqualification now that's what i was just getting ready to say and and that's the thing is that this comes into again how do you separate them i'll tell you how mm mm-hmm do you remember there was a bowl game? Ohio State didn't make the playoff, and they were playing Notre Dame, and I want to say the Outback Bowl three years ago, four years ago. And Joey Bosa, it was like the first drive, second drive of this game. Joey Bosa targeted the hell out of a Notre Dame player. And it was like a good Notre Dame player, can't remember his name. But took him out of the game. And they ejected Joey Bosa. Was I happy that Joey Bosa got ejected? No. Should he? Absolutely. Eye for an eye in that scenario. <laughs> like, you just took out their best running back with no. your dome. <laughs> Goodbye. So, and this is just James Skowski, the Clemson High State game two, uh-huh. two years ago. Was it two years ago or was that last year? I forget. Both Clemson games, they've, they've had those targeting rules. Well, James Skowski, that specific one. Yeah, he needs to be gone from, like, football. Okay, well, that particular hit, let's not talk about him overall. But he's he's a giant culprit of targeting. I didn't ask you his history. I, I mean, he got that. hit with targeting two games ago. I understand that, Jim. I'm asking, you, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Fired that, up, Muff. In that particular game, James Skowski, yeah. is that worthy of being disqualified on your end? Was it hit on Justin Fields, if I recall? Justin Fields got hurt. Justin Fields was spinning and Skowski went in and happened to hit him in the back because he was spinning. Yes. Why is that warranted? Why? Because if Justin Fields was running head on to him, he would have hit him in the stomach. Because truly Justin Fields probably should should have stayed down. 
like player safety wise it doesn't matter just because you get hurt doesn't mean that you get disqualified because i think it should be eye for an eye damage for damage they shouldn't have let justin fields back on the field so the like they shouldn't broke, have let it do it. So the person who broke Dak Prescott's leg last year needs to be out of the game? It wasn't targeting. He didn't mean to break his leg. How, this is intent again, Jim. You can't judge the – isn't everybody trying to make a tackle trying to hurt somebody? No. No? No. Get out of here. This is football, Jim. They're trying to hurt We're him. trying to hurt you every play? Well, no, I think that they're trying to hurt him. Yeah. We should ask him. I need you to ask every person that plays football if they're trying to hurt somebody. To keep them permanently out of the game. No, just trying to hurt them. Are you hurt or are you injured, Jim? Are you hurt or are you injured? There's two differences. If you're lowering your head and you hurt someone, or yourself for that matter. Well, yeah, this is always player safety of the person delivering the head as well. Then you should be well, ejected. But if you don't get hurt, it's okay. Yeah. That's that's what the NFL and college have operated on for the past 50 years, Jim. Is I'm we okay didn't, with we didn't say anything because we oh, they're not getting hurt, so why do we care? And then people started getting hurt. That's why we cared. Then we eject them. Only if somebody gets hurt. Somebody gets hurt. This sounds like, okay, then you're going to have people starting faking injuries. Okay. But that player who fakes his injury can't come back either. Why not? Because we ejected the other it's, guy. It's just like soccer, Jim. They spray the, the magic stuff on him and they're good to go. No, you can't come back because we ejected the other guy. Nate, I need you to weigh in on this. Jim, <laughs> you're saying if a guy gets hit and the defender gets ejected for targeting, that therefore the offensive player is also basically ejected. If that guy is hurt enough that he can't come back, you're ejected. You have to sit out until that guy comes back. Like it's you're in the penalty box. Five for fighting? Is that what this is? Pretty much. That's <laughs> everybody. So that means, okay, then Justin Fields could have never come back in that game then. Yeah. Or if he comes back, so can the other guy. This is, I think you just made this worse. That's all I'm going to say. I think you made this worse. <laughs> I'm just trying to find an end to this stupid targeting. I think Jim needs to write the rules for that league that Josh Gordon was in before he got reinstated. this is the beanbag bop let's end this (laughs) that wraps up this week's rendition of the beanbag bop everybody get your beanbag ready to rock follow me and have fun do the beanbag bop do it do it the beanbag bop we have reached the end of college football week what week we on five Four or five. Five. I don't know where we count week zero. That's always the, the up in yeah. the air. Like, how does week zero count in the in the thoughts here? Um, as as always, we uh, we do a little dive into the Big Ten and then talk about the top 25 matchups from the week. So getting into the Big Ten first, uh, number five, Iowa, goes into the DMV and shows Maryland what they may have, while they may have been undefeated, they aren't ready for the big boys yet, and demolish the Terrapins. Did you watch this game? I caught... Because I was at that that high school football game, I caught yeah. like the end of this game. So, for those of you who listen, don't listen. Maybe my dad listens, but this week I was detained. My in laws were in town from North Carolina. I did not watch any college football, but like the last half of the Ohio State, the last half of the Oregon Stanford game. So this breakdown is going to be brought to you by Muff. 
But my father, who doesn't keep track of college football well, knew that I was going to be out and knows that I have this podcast and gave me the update and called me periodically to give me the breakdown. And you know it's bad when he goes, Jim, Iowa ran all over Maryland. So, like, does that mean Maryland just was all hype? Or should Ohio State be worried about Iowa? Like, because they were really good. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, Dad. I didn't watch the game. You did. He's like, they're good. <laughs> uh, and this sets the stage for a, a top four matchup next week between Ohio, Iowa and Penn State. An early season Big Ten battle of top five teams. I, I'm worried for Penn State, Muff. It's fine. It is at Iowa, which is not a good place to play. No, and I thought Penn State would handle Indiana a lot more than they did. Yeah, we'll get to that. I'm not worried about that. Number 17, Michigan State handles business against the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky, staying undefeated, 48 to 31. Also bothered me that score. I so thought, close. Yeah, did not like the closeness there. Western Kentucky, remember, they always put up fights. Yeah, but I thought I thought this would be – I thought Michigan State's defense would hold that back. Yeah. Scott Frost cools down the hot seat, delivering a win against the hapless Northwestern Wildcats 56-7. to We were all wrong about Northwestern this year. Like So – and I thought about this. All wrong. Yes. I thought about this. <laughs> Northwestern was a direct result, first off, of – Everybody leaving. We knew that was coming. We we said that. Yep. But I also think they are a byproduct of COVID. Oh yeah. I mean, it just just by looking at some like, for instance, Penn State. Yeah. How they started last year, mm-hmm. how they ended versus how this season is going. And I would love a Netflix, ESPN, some kind of documentary. And I think you bring up Penn State's a good point. I would love to bring those two programs side by side. And put the two years together and go, mm-hmm. COVID. What happened? Explain. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I think it'd be great. It would it probably, it really would be. I agree. Just to see what was happening within those programs, how the differences from summer to summer, fall to fall, like the prep and then in season as well. Yeah. Would be interested. Because I think the other ones are pretty self-explanatory, like Jim Harbaugh just falling apart. Maryland just falling apart. Like, because COVID hit your, hit your program and you couldn't mm-hmm. handle it. But like James Franklin and the way he managed COVID last year versus Pat, Patty Fitz Mm -hmm. and Northwestern, how he managed COVID last year, I believe were eerily similar, but the outcomes weren't the same. And they should have been. Yeah. You'd think. You'd think. Uh, Illinois gets another win. 24-14 over Charlotte. Okay, Brett. Way to, way to just get those. Take them in when you can, buddy. Yep, get them where you can. Number 14, Michigan goes into Camp Randall and jumps around, taking advantage of the Badgers' less Graham Mertz, who's taken to the hospital with a chest issue during and after this game. Wolverines dominate, winning 38-17. to 17. Michigan a competitor now, Jim? I think you – I forget what the score. I think you said if they won by, like, 10-plus, that you were going to consider them a competitor? I would have. Mm-hmm. I, I would have stood by that, except what happened in New Jersey. 
and we'll get to that. Uh, row the boat through Indiana this weekend, Jim, as the Gophers take down Purdue, winning 20 to 13. Okay. I don't. I think people thought Purdue was potentially like a competitive team, and I think this loss just puts them back into mediocrity. I don't. I don't think so. I just think that Minnesota's Minnesota. I think they were were a better team on paper, and this proved it. Well, Jim, can Columbus calm down the QB chat for a while this week? Yes, <laughs> Columbus is the happiest team on the planet right now because, and I, this is why. Rutgers damn near beat Michigan the week before. And we thought, uh-oh, Michigan's tough. And Rutgers, are they on that level? Like, are we going to get hurt? And then Ohio State just rolled, especially defensively. And then Stroud comes out and looks like a million dollars. I mean, we're playing QB2 in the second half, running back four in the second half. It was like, what is going on? This is where we should have been in the week one, two, and three. I mean, it's everybody's all smiles and cheers, and it was a good week. So, I was, yeah. I was wondering if it was going to calm things down or if people are oh, still on the bandwagon. Of people like... are so happy. <clears throat> people think, and I, I guarantee I haven't heard the Monday radio, so tomorrow morning yeah. I'll hear it, but. I would dare say people are going to tout Ryan Day as a genius for making that move defensively. To getting Kerry Combs in the box and making the defensive switch, he'll be a genius. And it can't be that Rutgers just isn't as good as people thought they might be? Nope. Not not even a possibility? Nope. All right, fair enough. Now, the realist, <laughs> yeah. I, the realist says... Rutgers is 0-9 since they've joined the Big Ten against Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Rutgers notoriously quits against Ohio State once they get down. Mm -hmm. No Greg Schiano hype was going to stop that. The injury bug that happened during this game should be what we're worried about. Depth at secondary, depth at linebacker, and those guys were getting hurt. That's what we should worry about. Yeah. Because we got Penn State end of the month. We need to heal up. We got that bye week somewhere in the middle here. Yeah. <laughs> like, so does Penn uh, State has a bye week in the middle of the month as well. I don't care about Penn State. Uh, I, I don't care. We got to get like the rejuvenation fountain of youth into the veins of our players because everybody keeps getting whacked. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, number four, Penn State finally gets a ground attack going, rushing for over 200 yards with a bounce attack and a shutout win over Indiana 24 nothing. It's a pretty boring game, if I'm being honest with you, but this is about what I expected going into an Iowa game is... Indiana game. No, going into the Iowa game for next oh, yeah. week. Okay. Is, Indi is this game just being, don't screw it up? And they needed to show some, they needed to show some uh, dedication to the ground game because they have not. They've, ta they've taken away from that. Um, I think this was intended to get some confidence going into Iowa to feel a little bit better about the rushing attack because uh, they stuck with it at times whenever you wouldn't expect them to. Um, and I almost want to say this was Mike Yurkich um, saying, we're just going to run the ball because they're not going to be able to score points on us and we're not going to put anything to chance here as far as throwing the ball around the whole game. So they just, it was a boring game and 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about it as a fan. This is why I don't like Penn State. This is why I don't like James Franklin. This is why we are. This is why we are the people we are. Because if this was me, and if this was Columbus, you should have came out and beat the dog shit out of Indiana. After last year's game, you should have just came in and wiped the floor with them, walking into Iowa like you are king shit. This game should have been 42-54, nothing. 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 You should have just demolished them, thrown the ball, ran the ball, put the foot on the throat and not let up. It should have been a statement game. I mean, it still was a statement game, if you want to say. It was a 12-point spread. They won by twice the spread and shut them out. Triple the spread. Triple the spread. So that when you walk in there, the AP poll has you above Iowa. Yeah. You're walking in as as not the underdog. But Penn State likes that underdog feel. They like walking in there as the underdog against everybody. Well, it did. Penn State could have won 100 to nothing, and they probably still would have been an underdog against Iowa. If you're talking by the by the books, I I would have made my guys feel like they were invincible. There's still doubt there, and I don't like that. Where's the doubt? Have you talked to Penn State players, Jim? Is there doubt there? I don't, I'm trying to figure out where this is coming from. I think the country overall thinks that there should have been a bigger win against Indiana. Well, the country can think that. I don't think Penn State fans are worried. Because you people are just as bad as the Yinzers. You're all the same state. Listen, we already know that Ohio State fans equal Steelers fans. Oh, so absolutely. I don't think Penn State fans are in the same category. No, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. they're. I'm not saying they're significantly below that. Right, level, exactly. Okay, but, but they are not at that level. I love. I, again, I love Beaver Stadium. I saw the crowd. Strike out. Strike out. I, I saw that. You follow up the whiteout with the strike out. I told Joe. I said that's on our bucket list. We're gonna. We're gonna go to a Penn State game. It's just going to happen. Other top 25 matchups, not in the Big Ten. Number 13, BYU stays undefeated, adding Utah State to the loser's count on Friday, winning 34-20. to Number two, Georgia is without QB1. I want to continue to say this. QB1 is not at the helm at Georgia. Hasn't seemed to stop them. Next victim to this dominant defense is upstart number eight, Arkansas. Dogs win 37-0. We called this. Yeah. We knew this was going to happen. Everybody thought Arkansas was like, oh, the new SEC like contender. Nope. Well, Alex even put a bet on this. <laughs> we tried. We tried to tell him. I said that I thought Arkansas wasn't – I didn't think they were going to be able to compete with Georgia. I still think Arkansas is not a bad team, but they're not Bama, Georgia good. Mm-hmm. Um, number 24, Wake Forest, enters the top 25 and wants to stick around at least a week longer, squeaking out a win over Louisville, 37-34. Number seven, Cincinnati Jim goes into South Bend and announces to the world that they belong in the big boys club this year, taking it to Notre Dame 24-13 in a game that saw the Fighting Irish replace their starting QB due to ineffective play. Since he's going to run the table now. Um, maybe. If I remember right, this was the last matchup of note. Yeah, I think there's a shot. I think there's a shot. I, it's got to work out for him a certain way. I think there's a shot. Number 16, Coastal Carolina. The Chanticleers continue their winning ways and showed no signs of slowing down, taking it to Louisiana Monroe, 59-6. to I think that's a big win for them. 
Yeah, it was a big spread too. I think it was like a thirty point spread. Mm-hmm. So Louis Monroe must be in a down year to have that big of a spread coming in. Number six, Oklahoma keeps on surviving, but how long can they keep us up? Narrowly escaping Kansas State, 37-31. That was an ugly game. I watched none of it, so. Ugly game. I was watching that at the bar. Yeah. The Cardinal Stanford snatched victory from the jaws of defeat with a less than 1% chance to win with two minutes left, Jim. Stanford then takes us to overtime, and we've talked about this, ultimately taking down number three, Oregon. Jim's talked about the targeting in this game, saying it wasn't probably going to play a role in the outcome, at least in regulation, but may have had an out a uh, <clears throat> some type of out, uh, effect on the outcome of overtime. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Is this how bad? Okay, Ohio State fans, great with the game. Is this making Ohio State people a little concerned? The fact that their loss is potentially not as strong as it could be. No. No. Okay. I was just curious if that, if we mixed in good with the bad this week. I think because the way the AP, I I don't know. It all depends on what the committee says. Yeah. That first ranking of the committee, then that's where it could hurt. Right. If they do something crazy. And they've been known to, but we'll see. Yep. Coming off their big win against Clemson, North Carolina State beats Louisiana Tech 34-27. Kentucky welcomes an offensively challenged number 10 Florida team to Lexington and uses a strong defensive play to shut down the Gators 22-13. This was a result of bad coaching, I think, from what I heard. Florida's coaching call, some of the calls they were making, they're calling for the guy to be fired already because Florida's just about as bad as Columbus, but they're ready for that guy to go. Yeah, I think they're on like, I don't know if QB1 was pulled, but I think they're on their second string QB right yeah. now. Yeah. So I don't know if that played into it. I watched, I caught like the last five minutes of this game. Did not look like their offense was uh, a very strong unit, not very cohesive, pretty much one dimensional. Mississippi State has been a heartbreaker for Alex in the gambling world, but maybe you should have considered them this week as they upset number 15, Texas AM, 26 to 22. I really know anything about this game start from score. So nope, good enough. moving along, number 19, Oklahoma State gets a win versus 21 Baylor, 24-14. 25 Clemson hops back on the winning track. But hops out of the people. With a 24-14 win over BC and then hops out. I'm so glad I didn't bet on this game. Since what, 2004? Yeah, it's been a while. It's They've been in every week or something like that. It's been mm-hmm. a long time. <clears throat> Number 22, Auburn travels to Baton Rouge, and they weren't allowing Garth Brooks to call out a win for the Go Tigers this week, coming back and winning on a late touchdown, 24-19, Auburn over LSU. Enough. I mean, there's not much to say about that. They're at the bottom. Hey, Jim, Herm Edwards is laughing in your face right now, saying that he was on the hot seat after league last week as Arizona State takes the W from number 20 UCLA, 42-23, some devils are four and one, Jim. I'm trying to figure out where the problem was that you brought this up before. The Twitter machine, man. That was Twitter it. She was unhappy with Herm, and I think this <laughs> this shut up the Twitter machine. It's like I saw that, and I was like, "Well, they must be like two, like one and two, or something like that." And I saw they're four and one. I was like, no, "What?" The, the Twitter Herm? machine did not like that loss, and then they come back and they uh, beat UCLA. Yeah. So uh, number eighteen, Fresno State travels to Hawaii, but comes back with a big old. Low 
Losing 27-24. Nice, nice job, Ma. I tried. Nice job. It's not a Lou. Ow. <laughs> oh, this is... Uh, the thing is, right I'm the dad, me. but you got the dad jokes. It kills it's, me. It's, you know, I, I live an exciting life. Um, Jim? I'm gonna let you start to break down because this is this is a newer portion to the college football is looking at the AP poll and where our thoughts are. So the AP poll has this is I'm gonna only do 11 because Muff made note that 25 is a little long for radio. <laughs> AP poll top 11: Bama, Georgia, Iowa, Penn State, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oregon, Michigan. And BYU with Michigan State running in at 11. I agree with them 100%. Write this down because Jim, I don't think, has ever agreed. In my life, they got something 100% right. Right. You, sir. I have some discrepancies. are, Are on a different level. I don't think they're crazy. All the teams are still the same. There's just a couple spots I switched oh, up. Muff. Go Bama, ahead. Bama, Georgia, one, two. I don't think anybody can. We agree. Yeah. I've got Penn State at three. Iowa at four. So I just switched three and four. You're wrong. Okay. Well, it's my opinion, so it can't be wrong. Your opinion's wrong. I think the AP and you are wrong. I don't see how Iowa jumps Penn State with a win over an unproven Maryland team. That's all. That's the only thing I have to say. Iowa jumped Penn State. They both had W's. I don't think Maryland has shown that their that win means that much. That's the only reason. You know what? I, I'm gonna let this one slide because it's the next one that pisses me clean off. <laughs> I have Oklahoma at five, Cincinnati at six. Based on what? Oklahoma hasn't lost. I get it that Cincinnati beat a ranked Notre Dame team. A ranked Notre Dame team that we have both said has been surviving the same. That's all. That's that's it. Oklahoma has not lost yet, and they play in a stronger conference. So, than using Cincinnati. your logic, using your logic, mm-hmm. Iowa should then be ranked above Penn State. Why? They both play in the same conference, Jim. Cincinnati beat a ranked team, Muff. Right. So has Penn State. They beat two ranked teams. Who has Iowa beat that's ranked? Maryland wasn't ranked. Okay. All right. That's all. A, right. That's, all I'm, that's really all I'm getting at is. If you're gonna, we're gonna to toss that back in there. Then my Penn State makes even more sense now. Um, but I, I'm just saying, Oklahoma. Until until Oklahoma loses, I don't see how you can take them out of the top five this year. This Who's year, Oklahoma is playing. Mm-hmm. Tulane only yeah. won by five points. That's right. WCU. Who the hell is that? I don't know. They won seventy six to nothing. They barely beat Nebraska. Okay. They barely beat West Virginia. Okay. And they barely beat Oklahoma. No, who? Or Kansas State. I'm sorry. Right. Barely. Okay. Who Cincinnati played aside from Notre Dame? That's what I'm looking up now. Yeah. It's just me and you, so now you're going to have to kill some radio time. So as we get into this, I don't know if Jim's going to have a lot of things to say after this or not. So, okay, here we go. I don't want to get too deeply because this argument may continue. So Cincinnati Mm -hmm. has beat Miami of Ohio by a lot. Murray state by a lot. 
and Indiana by a lot, and Notre Dame mm-hmm. by eleven points. Okay. So are you putting Cincinnati over top of Penn State because they beat Indiana by more? No, right now I'm beating Cincinnati over Oklahoma because just, of because the of eye that. test and margin of error and margin of victory. Okay. Well, Jim, if we if this plays out like I think this is going to play out, Oklahoma is probably going to play themselves out of the top five. But when you're Cincinnati, you don't have a lot left to go. You can't afford to lose one spot. Right, but if Oklahoma runs the table, they're going to be over top of Cincinnati anyway. Cincinnati can't do anything the rest of the season to jump teams unless they lose. Is that is that really where we're at right now? Say that again. Cincinnati, for the rest of the regular season, is not going to be able to do anything to jump teams that are ahead of them unless those teams lose. The only thing they can do is wait on people to lose. Right. So I, want to, I think that's okay. I just look over. So you have to give them. You don't have to do due. anything. Absolutely. Well, they beat number nine team when Oklahoma hasn't beat anybody and barely won anything. And who's Notre Dame beat? They were ranked. Oh, they're ranked. That means something. That's all that means now. What about Wisconsin? They were ranked. Does Michigan's win versus Wisconsin mean anything? Does Penn State's win versus Wisconsin mean anything at this point? I'm just saying, just because a team is ranked when you beat them, what does that mean? That's the whole premise of this ranking system, Muff. I get it. I understand. That's the whole, you were ranked when I beat you. That's how this works. But that's not what. That's how this works. It's not what the committee uses, though. It it does. That's how that works. Do they? Yes. they? They don't use the eye test. Okay, and I just said the eye test. Yeah, Oklahoma barely won. Right, that's the score test. That's not the eye test. Who's the better looking team, Muff? I still give Oklahoma the edge here. So I think saying. you're just stirring shit to stir shit. Yeah. Anyway, at number seven, I have Oregon. Number eight, I have Ohio State. Purely based on head to head. That's fine. Yeah, that's there's nothing, no reason for me not to do that. Only reason I'm agreeing is because I'm an Ohio State fan. That's why I agree with the AP. Like, okay, I'm gonna take it if you're gonna give it to me. <laughs> And at nine, I have BYU, 10, Michigan, 11, Michigan State. I'm going to put Michigan above BYU because it benefits Ohio State. And quite frankly, Penn State. Yeah, but if they're still top 10 or top 10, 12, there's no real difference there when it comes to the end of the year. Would you much rather be a number nine or number 10, Muff? You always want to be higher. Well, why is that, Muff? Why wouldn't you want to be? Because if you beat a higher ranked team, right? You, it's, your, you, your team wants to be higher. But don't, oh, doesn't Penn State want Michigan to be 10 or do they want them to be 9? I don't care. They're 9 or 10. You're, you're an asshole sometimes. If you, you beat, know that you want you them to be ranked higher. You be, if you beat them at 9 or at 10, it doesn't matter because they're going to drop once you beat them anyway. Muff, do you want to play a number 25 ranked Clemson and beat them for this or playoff 20, committee? Or, 24? or number 10 Michigan? Well, you just jumped 15 spots. I'm just saying the difference. But the rankings nine, matter, right? Between 9, 10, and 11 is different than 10 to 25. But the rankings matter, right? I understand. I, I'm not saying the rankings don't matter at all. I'm saying that the difference between 9 and 10 doesn't mean anything <laughs> to me in the end. It does. It does matter when you're Cincinnati, and this is all you got. Right. And Notre Dame, who's probably going to continue to fall, is not going to help Cincinnati at all. I don't think Notre Dame will lose again. 
I have no idea what their schedule is, so I'm not even going to get into that. Well, but... they're in the ACC and it's garbage. So well, they got to play Clemson, don't they? They're not good. Don't they play Virginia Tech? Also not good. Bad, bad argument. They got to play Pitt at some point. Oh yeah, that's true. Go Pitt. Pitt's All right, let's get out of this. Your muff's wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I'm right. The AP, is, the AP is right. I want everybody to remember this, that the AP was right. So next week, Today. when something happens, oh, yeah. and Jim's like, oh, this is, AP's terrible. We're going to come back to this. Let's take a note, though, that today, what is today's date? October 2nd? 3rd? October 3rd. <laughs> One, two, three, four, four teams out of the Big Ten are in the top ten. And one, two, two teams from the SEC? Yeah, but they're also one and two. I, they are the best teams in college football. <laughs> but for all you SEC fans out there, you only got two out of the ten. Yeah. We got 40%, baby. And we also have two non-Power 5 teams as well. BYU and Cincinnati. I'm just saying, today's the day where the big if – we, if we ended the day, if COVID shut it down today, we got 40%, baby. We're there. All right, and that concludes this week's College Football Breakdown. And now it's time for the Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Bram. All right, Muff, we're going to start ripping it right off with golf, which is typically where we go to put it at the end. So you've, you've mixed it up. Let's do it. Golf is typically where the Fast Five goes to die for Jim. Right. So first on this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five, Bram. Bryson DeChambeau, Jim. The big we, guy. We talked about it last week. He competed in the World Long Drive Championships over this past week um, after, again, helping Team USA to an all-time dominant Ryder Cup win over mm-hmm. Team Europe. Bryson didn't disappoint. I think he proved a lot of people wrong that were saying he could not jump into this world. Uh, Bryson made it into the final eight. Again, this mm-hmm. is the world long drive championship, people. The final eight. Uh, he couldn't nudge his way into the big time, the final four, and all the pomp and circumstance that comes with that. Um, his longest drive of the weekend was 412 yards. To put that in perspective, I think the longest drive up to that point, I haven't seen. I think they hold off and they do like a big production of the final four um, in this. I think the highest overall before that was like 435-ish. Damn. So that's that's poking it out there. Uh, this was held in Nevada, um, and it's an interesting format. And I don't even fully understand this because usually I don't get into the long drive until like the last four. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently you go out there initially and you try to hit the ball as far as you can, and they rank you. You go to 164 from there. From there, you're put into like pods of three or four people. And you just have to beat the person in your pod to move on. Okay. You get into, I think, 32 and 16. I think it's 16. They start this round robin thing um, where you're put into a group with two or three other people. You go you go at it. If you have the longest drive of that group in that eight, eight shots that you get to hit, then you get so many points. And then they continue to move it around, I think, for like five or six groups that you get mm-hmm. placed into. And whoever accumulates the most points is who gets to move on. So the top eight. Um, and that's where Bryson got to. And then he was not able to move past that. Okay. So, yeah. So Bryson, I think, showed that he can do both. 
because people usually don't associate uh, long drivers with good golfers. Um, they think they're just a very singular um, set of skill. And to be honest, long drivers are typically not accurate. Um, they get like eight balls to hit and they may put one in the grid in the grid. I forget how wide it is, but um, we'll just say it's 50 to 75 yards wide. And you have to hit it within that 50, 75 yard wide place for it to even count. So Bryson, I think has a leg up because he isn't PGA professional, which means he's a little bit more accurate. Um, and he probably gets more shots into that grid to potentially count. So any questions on just Jim? Usually question guy on the golf stuff. No, I'm good with this one. You hit the this. ball real far. Good job. And next on this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Brown. Other NFL news. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one. I This is some non-necessarily game-related stuff. Uh, first up, Aaron Rodgers and his dad's ashes. So his dad passed away prior to the season starting, and he carried his dad's ashes around his on his neck on a necklace. And that necklace broke, and he lost it in at Lambeau Field. And a equipment manager found it, brought it back to him, and then sewed his sewing pockets, and I believe his jersey or his pants. I believe his jersey, mm-hmm. so that he can put the locket in the jersey, so his dad's with him during games on Sunday. So really freaking cool. I like that a lot. Um, Obviously, and I think a lot of Aaron's start of the season issues and what team issues, we we kind of pin him as a diva or mm-hmm. he's mad at management. Some of this has got to play into it, I think. Yeah, yeah it's they're they're connected in some way. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is, I mean, it's a pretty cool story. I'm sure there's there's the people out there to be like, this is weird, but yeah, whatever. Y'all can just go do whatever. Um, I'm saying. There it is. Jim said it. Um, Josh Gordon reinstated into the NFL after multiple substance substance abuse policy violations being suspended multiple times and not being in the league since, what is it, 2019 at this point? Signs with the Chiefs. This is another rich get richer situation potentially if Josh Gordon comes back anywhere near what he was before he left the league. I think it's a liability thing. I think you got to make sure, much like Antonio uh, Brown, we got to make sure he stays on path first. Yeah. Um, news is coming out that he's impressing the Chiefs thus far and could be activated as early as this upcoming week. Well, good for him. We'll see. Richard Sherman signs with the Bucks, as we heard Nate talk about a little bit earlier, adding another experience piece to the Bucks defense that right now really is depleted in the defensive backfield. So this is, I think, more out of necessity. We all know that Richard Sherman had his uh, his issues in the offseason which ultimately led to him not being signed by any team so we'll be interested to see if Richard Sherman signing with the Bucks is a good thing being around people like Tom and Antonio Bruce Arians I think it'll be good I think it will yeah. I think it'll clear his headspace yeah I'd, I mean if there's ever a group of people to be around I think that's a good one for somebody that's maybe needed to get some things back on track as yeah. far as their NFL career um Jim, I just want to know your reaction to this because I've never heard this, this, uh, this quote or this statement or whatever this yeah. was. Jerry Jones, because he's Jerry, says that Micah Parsons is as pure as mother's milk. 
in reference to Micah's play on the field. <laughs> okay. Have you ever heard that before? No. Okay. I mean, I get it. This this little simile we've got going on. I just don't I just don't know where how that comes into play. Yeah, okay. Jerry V and Jerry. Uh, the Manning broadcast is put on hold for a few weeks. Um yikes. Uh Eli <laughs> tossing some double barrels out with some middle fingers last Monday. I don't think it was that that made him put it on postponement, though, was it? I don't think it helped. Um, yeah. I mean, you, we, you and I both talked about it. It was a little dry last the last time we both watched it. I mean, I watched for about 10 minutes, and I was like, eh, this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be again. I think it all has to do for them, the guests. It's all about the interaction with the guests that I think makes it fun. They didn't do – I think they need to produce it a little better. It's like you remember um, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yes. When it was like the the bots were sitting there watching movies. Yeah. I feel like we got a lot of that going on. Yeah. And that's only good for so long. I agree. All right. And last in the NFL, the halftime performers for this year's Super Bowl have been announced, Jim. I love it. Dr. Dre. Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar headline. And somewhere a crowd of fans are never going to watch the NFL again. I think Pat McAfee refers to those as old whites. Yeah. <laughs> up next in this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five, the NBA. Yeah. Shaq, so- Shaq has some harsh words. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hard take. Um, He speaks out against Kyrie Irving saying, I would go upstairs and say, get him out of here. Whoever owns the Nets, get his ass up out of here. I don't know. Would you, Shaq? Shaq now, maybe. I don't know if Shaq, what he's playing, would do this. Yeah. And I like Shaq. I think Shaq has some good points on a lot of things. I think he does a lot for a community. I understand what he's trying to say. But winning is winning. And if you think for a minute that Kyrie's going to win you a game, Shaq, I don't know that you're going to walk up anywhere. And, and that's as far as I'm going to take that subject. Yeah. Yeah. And this, I just thought it was interesting because it's Kyrie, and Kyrie is obviously a, a, he's lightning, a lightning rod. rod. He's a lightning rod for controversy no matter what. So yeah. I feel like Shaq may be playing into that a little bit. And, you know, if that's the game, then you play the game. Yep. Uh, ben Simmons is not going to be paid at this time, Jim, approximately $8 million that he is owed in his contract because he is holding out with the Philadelphia 76ers, not playing, participating in any training camps, um, any of the current, what I think it's all, I mean, they had the mini camps, the training camps, everything leading up to the season. Uh, Philadelphia put his money in an escrow account and say, well, they will continue to draw down on it for all of the fines he accumulates during this holdout period. And then once he returns, he will get the remainder of that money. Sounds like business to me. This is business. Um, ben Simmons, this is one of those, uh, had a very bad season compared to what they expected. Ben Simmons says, I want to get traded. Nobody wants Ben Simmons right now. And that's the bigger problem because nobody's going to pay him the money that he thinks he should be paid. In a player's league. Mm-hmm. 
where typically things happen that the players want and they go where they want to go. How can a player lose his his bargaining chips as bad as Ben Simmons has? And if you have and you still decide to hold out, this is not the NFL. This is not where you, you win by holding out. Yeah. And if the Sixers take your money, they're within their rights to do so. I'm sorry, brother. You're out. Yeah. I think the problem for Ben Simmons is, is he was probably overpaid to start by the 76ers, which makes, and he's not, he's not a player that's shooting threes like Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. He's not a LeBron who can go inside outside and do all these things. Ben Simmons is a very one track player. He's a slasher. He can get into the paint. He's not going to shoot the ball. And that's just not a valuable commodity in the NBA right now. He's just not the player that is going to excite teams to add them to their roster. I, I think, and this is a lesson I'm learning a lot and hoping others learn a lot in my life, but I think Ben needs to learn it. Read the room, buddy. <laughs> Bingo. Uh, speaking of people that are reading the room and are super excited, Dwight Howard is pumped going to all of his social medias to tell the world that LeBron James told Dwight Howard that for every two shot blocks he gets, he says that Howard can shoot a three-pointer. This is hilarious to me. <laughs> this is like telling, as, as a former person of this, the larger offensive lineman that if he pancakes two people, we're going to let you run the ball the next time, buddy. <laughs> like, that's how I really yeah. Like everything that you want to do, but you know that you shouldn't be doing, we're going to allow you to do it if you do this one thing really well. Yeah. Well, I think it's funnier that LeBron told him. Like, right. LeBron gave not him the permission. coach. Yeah. LeBron. LeBron's, yeah, now the coach. If the coach yells at Dwight Howard next year for doing this, he's going to be like, nope. He's going to LeBron point LeBron. said. He's LeBron, LeBron said. You all heard it. Uh huh. Nobody else told me I couldn't do this. Uh, and the NBA announces that if players don't follow the local vaccination mandates, they won't receive their game checks. I feel like this is a very California thing that's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, that, okay. And I, this is, I, what I, I didn't read enough into this to understand, does this mean if a visiting team is playing California, that that's the issue? I'd imagine so. Here's the thing, and I I think we should probably stop and be like, okay, that this is the news. Yeah. Because and then we may hit this up later. What does local vaccine mandates mean? Because first off, they're ever changing. Not necessarily just California. And does it mean employers like who are mandated that their employees get vaccinated? Like, what does that mean? And like you said, visiting team, I, that's... There's just so many little things going into this. Obviously, the NBA has their own stance. And then it's like, where does collective bargaining and players unions come in here? And I am all for everyone getting vaccinated. But in this scenario, I think you got to be a little bit clear yeah. before you say this. And I, again, we got to do some more research before yeah. I dig into it. We, this is a snippet. This is a quick snippet, yeah. and this is what it is. Um, <clears throat> so, moving on, and next in this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five, Bam. baseball, Jim, baseball. Whew. It's still happening. Yeah. The Pirates are 100-game losers again, mm -hmm. but they are not the worst team in the league. 
all about the little things, Jim. Baltimore, I think, is the worst team in the league this year. Which we knew was going to happen when we started. They were the odds-on favorite to be the worst team. Yeah. Um, some exciting news. Shohei Otani becomes the first player in MLB history to do the following. Hit 45-plus own runs, score 100-plus runs, and have 25-plus stolen bases all in the same season. Just another support that Shohei Otani is the man in baseball yeah, this year. Absolutely. Um, I always like to put this out there, Jim. Uh, a pitcher doing something silly and not being able to play. Milwaukee Brewers pitcher Devin Williams likely to miss the entire postseason after punching a wall and hurting his hand after a few drinks a couple weekends ago. Makes sense. That's you know, what happens. You're, you're a pitcher. And, you know, let's use our hand it. against the wall. Let's make this happen. Yeah. Um, in other baseball news, Jim, the, uh, the playoffs start this week. And I have no update for you because I don't really care until the championship series. So yeah, this is horrible. Baseball, the never ending saga. Because we'll be talking about this two months from now, still, probably. Yeah. Or at least a month. We're going to get Hugh on at some point later on for World Series talk. Thank goodness. Yep. And last. On this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Women's sports. And not good news in women's sports. Well, it depends on how you look at it. Um, It's not good news right now. Again, depends on how you look at it. Okay. Uh, I'll hit up the women's soccer thing. Okay. So, I subscribe to The Athletic. And Megan Linhan wrote an article and if you haven't if you don't have the athletic i recommend getting it if you haven't read this article find a way to read it because it basically exposes one paul riley um big soccer female soccer coach on the collegiate and national level for some dastardly evil control and manipulation of his players um serious topic that should be a huge national story um and you have to read this article for and only this article which is the problem Mm -hmm. for you to catch the whole thing yep um a footnote of this story is that the national women's soccer league canceled all their matches this week because of drama caused by this story. Yeah. The footnote is we have canceled games. Usually that's what you see in the headline. Right. The commissioner resigned mm-hmm. from this league because of this story. Um, essentially, Paul Riley would manipulate. This is a married man, by the way. Would Mar- manipulate- Married man now. I think some of these... May date no. back to previous. No, no. Read the whole thing. Yeah. Read the whole thing. He was married when he manipulated both of these girls. Okay. Um, basically manipulated them into... He basically promised them dreams of grandeur, playing time, getting them to the national team, Team USA, Um, if you come play for them, if you come play for him. He would fawn over them, um, basically give them all kinds of praise, and then would take it away. He would basically gaslight them, I guess is the term. 
consistently. Grooming, grass lighting. I think both are poten potentially good, accurate terms here. Um, using his position of authority to sexually harass players. Um, one citing that he coerced a player into having sex with him. More than coerced, he basically went into a, a assorted affair with a player where basically he would pay for them to get drunk, gaslight the girl into thinking like, this is what I have to do mm -hmm. in order to succeed. And then tell her the next day, all oh, this never happened. And then treat her real well. And then make her feel like a piece of crap until she like came back to him and loved on him some more yeah. and try to win in his favor. Um, told, made two of his players kiss to get out of running and uh, bad conditioning. Um, and this is a pattern of behavior he's had over several teams. Yeah. Yeah. He's been with multiple teams in women's soccer. And it was brought up to the commissioner. There was an investigation. The investigation said, well, yeah, yeah maybe. And then he was fired under, well, he decided to resign. The investigation didn't find him, but he decided to resign. Then he, a couple months later, he was rehired on another team. These poor girls, like, basically gave up soccer because of this man's behavior. And finally, this story breaks, and now the, the soccer league's doing something. Yeah. And last Thursday, he was fired? Yeah, last Thursday. Is, is, so all of this leads up to... Him being fired Thursday, the commissioner resigning, and the games being canceled this past weekend. He's been a coach since the mid-80s, and yeah. dozens of players have been interviewed since 2010. Yeah, 2010 is, is as far as it date back, dates back now. Yeah. Um, in the 80s, again, some of this, I did a little look into this, and I don't know if he's always been a women's soccer coach. I just saw that he had some college experience and moved on um, here and there. I think it wasn't until officially I could trace it back to like the 2000s where I could be like, this is a women's soccer team. Yes. Um, but I don't, in the 80s, it may be as far back as there. Um, I, don't, I know that this article dealt with the 2010-ish. Yeah. That's, this one was saying we talked to 12, 12 players going as far back as 2010 based on this current behavior. Um, the girls who spoke on this mm -hmm. commend them tremendously. Yep. Because not only did they, like, they're out of soccer. They don't have anything to gain by coming back out at him. Yeah. Not that they should, but to see it through the first time, then to relive it again the second time, and to do it so that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. Good on them. Fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> and we got all this going on, and we, we know this, and we've talked about this, in a sport that there's no thank you yes. financial what's the financial gain to playing in soccer let alone having to worry about potentially predatory people like this yeah um i think we have to do this because if we didn't then people potentially could be down our throats these are all allegations right now which he has refuted oh i don't care come down my throat i don't care i read that article yeah i read that article i don't we'll see we'll see where this goes in the court system i'll tell you one thing for a sport that's struggling to be on equal footing with the men, the fear was, and the fear in every organization has been, because this isn't the first soccer league. 
there have been so many failed women's soccer leagues. Mm-hmm. The fear is if they had spoke out, this would have besmirched a soccer league or besmirched a team and it caused another failure. It's a system problem mm-hmm. that allows for it. Well, we can't talk out. We can't speak bad because then we're, then we're in trouble. Be a black guy on soccer. And then we're never going to get women's soccer off the ground. This is a freaking problem. Yeah. <clears throat> so like, I stop. Let's let's make women's soccer a legitimate thing. Let's make all women's sports a legitimate thing. And in order to do that, let's let give them the freedom to do their sport away from these idiots. Mm-hmm. So it can be okay. Yes. And this wasn't the only thing that happened within the past week. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't catch this till late. So please, let's get into this. Yeah. In the college women's college basketball world, former Florida Gators head coach. Cam Newbauer is being accused of uh, multiple forms uh, of abuse by former players, citing throwing basketballs at them, uh, racially insensitive comments, along with berating players for their sexual preferences and their sexuality. Um, Haley Lorenzen um, reported to ESPN, along with a handful of other players. Uh, Lorenzen says that she had the opportunity to play professional basketball, but Newbauer's treatment made her give up the game entirely Mm-hmm. after her time in florida um originally this was actually a story that was reported by this by florida gator school newspaper last monday and espn picked it up the school freaking newspaper is the one that's uncovering these things so just for the record the athletic broke the first one and that's a paid platform you have to get to and nobody mm-hmm. picked that up like that's and like it's just barely breaking the surface yep. and a school newspaper broke it the broke this one and ESPN like, just happened to, I mean, not happened to at that point. You imagine somebody's going to pick it up. But it's still not enough to scratch like this. This should be national news, both of them. Unreal. Go ahead. And Newbauer was given the opportunity, or however this works out, you don't know how this resigning. Mm-hmm. He resigned in mid-July for personal reasons after he had received a three-year contract extension. Yeah. So I can't believe that some of this behavior was not known at least at oh. a very at a very surface level like hey yeah. we know this 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 guy's a little outside the norm like it's like the bobby knight effect right we know bobby's hard on the players we know this yeah but you know bobby's good for the program he runs a good ship like we're you know we're doing well let's we don't want to upset all of this yeah here's the thing jim Newbauer had sub 500 seasons mm-hmm. and they still gave him a contract extension yeah so what's the deal here? I don't know. I don't have an answer and I don't expect you to. I'm just saying that. Here's the thing. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to walk very carefully because of certain, we, we do more than just podcasts, yeah. but we've both worked at college campuses. Mm-hmm. Things happen on college campuses and we've, ours have been relatively small. So I understand Florida's, and these other Ohio states, it's still real easy to hear what happens on a college campus. Yeah. Like I have friends that do work on big college campuses. I have family that works at big college campuses. If you have someone in a high position of authority who says something of a racist, homophobic, sexist nature on the regular, it makes its way to people. Yeah, you got to think these players, they're not just, it's not like their own bubble. 
Like, well, it's not, that's it's like, my next point. Yeah. They're college kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like this fraternity of, of corrupt police officers or fraternity of locker room talk like you hear mm-hmm. that keeps the secret. These are college kids. These guys, like, tweet and TikTok and, like, nothing is secret in the college kids. You know this. I know this. So hey. you know somebody professional knows. Welcome back, Yik Yak, by the way. Yik Yak, back in the fold. <laughs> right. So please tell me how these professional people on a college campus did not know that this man was a piece of scum. Right. Ah, and I'll end this part with a quote that would make this very, uh, I hope, apparent. Um, and I forget, I don't can't attribute this quote, but it was a specific quote. Um, begin quote, it was very difficult to play behind someone that we felt was very sexist and homophobic, racist, all those kinds of things. End quote. Pretty much everything. Not just like one of those things, all of these things at the same time. It's difficult for me to be in a room with one of those things. I could imagine playing for somebody. Right. And that's pretty much all day, every day. You got to think about it in season. Right. And that wraps up this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Well, Muffin, let's uh, wrap this puppy up. Send us home. All right. Follow us at Sports Gym Muff, Instagram, Twitter. No, Jim, you've talked about Facebook. Are we doing this? Episode 100. We're going to launch the Facebook. Oh. I'm going to launch the Facebook. There we go. God bless. There we go. Uh, if y'all are not involved with it yet, start listening to the betting episodes. There's actually some pretty good banter we get into on these. Yeah. And you know what? We're not bad off. We're not losers. Yeah, I think we're still we're still in a good spot overall. Yeah. I'm we'll not to, mad about little, it. Listen in for the update this week on uh, our current records for the season. Um, see who's winning, see who's losing, or how much they're winning. Yeah. All right, everybody. You know what you need to do. Get into the mix. If you want some stickers, we get new stickers, Jim. Yeah, I think I'm going to launch those at episode 100. Episode 100 is going to be a a big deal. Episode 100 is going to be a thing. So uh, that'll be here in less than less than three months. We'll be there. Yeah, I think the end of college football. Yep, less than three months. We're going to be at episode 100. So up until that time, help us make episode 100 launch to the moon, not just to the moon, maybe to Mars, Jim. Maybe we're going to get like Elon. We're going to get some Elon money. Oh, get, to Mars, get to yeah. Mars with it. But in order to do that, you know what you all need to do. Tell a friend. Make a friend. Be, be a friend. friend.